You're listening to Locals Only, live in Studio 2A right now with Astral Folk. Everybody, thanks for coming down tonight. Thanks for having us. So uh, why don't we start off with introductions. We'll go around the room, let us know who you are, what you're playing. Okay, I'm Kitty, and I play guitar, and I sing a little bit. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Laurel. I'm playing the electric cello. I'm Dez. I play the bass. I'm Sandy, and I play the drums. So I was checking my records, and I think the last time that we had, we had you on was f- actually almost five years ago, right around five years ago, um, which I was amazed <laughs> when I... Uh, saw that but, uh, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago but in any event very happy that you're back now and I want to get a little check in in five years in the life of Astro Folk so what have you been up to since the last time that we saw you oh uh, so a lot of things happened you know <laughs> uh, we went to Mexico and uh-huh. we record two albums yeah. there and we come back to Tucson so we are trying to play in a gang here. Yeah. Yeah. So. so so let's go into that journey a little bit. So cuz I remember uh the uh I remember your departure and I remember um being sad that Tucson was leaving losing you as a regular live presence and was very happy um to start seeing you pop up on bills again. Um but tell us a little bit about the journey of recording in Mexico and um and and uh what what led you to decide to go down and and record there uh sure so um the astral folk project actually started in mexico um quite a while ago under a different name um but really kitty the lead singer has been kind of the the groundstone for um for this project for gosh many many years and uh so we're lucky enough to have people um musician family on both sides of the border Mm. and a group of friends down in Chiapas, Mexico that are kind of always there eager and ready to play with us. So uh, as well as a good friend that has a recording studio and um, without going into too much detail, but basically we ended up down there in part because uh, my, the other hat that I wear has for the last eight years been as a PhD student and uh, master's student. So part of the, the drive initially to go down, go back down to Mexico was so that I could do my field work for my PhD. But uh, we of course wanted to connect with our musician family down there and were able to record two albums while we were down there. And uh, the most recent one we've just, uh, presented in February up here in Tucson and I am glad to say that now uh, we actually have jobs here in Tucson and are going to be staying and we have new members with us today uh, that have Sandy on the drums our most our newest member and Des has been with us for what six months or so mm-hmm. something, like <laughs> <laughs> something like that but uh, yeah so so the band is getting built again here yeah. in, in Tucson that's yeah. great. Well, we're we're very happy to have you back. Uh, so the two albums that you recorded in Mexico, did you um, record them with the same group of players down there, or did you have uh, a, a different folks sitting in on each of those sessions? Uh, yeah, we record with the same guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we invite like a few more people in different albums. Mm-hmm. For example, the first yeah, the first album there we record with a. Uh, people with different countries mm. yeah so like uh, from 10 different countries wow. and different instruments and everything so it's really nice <laughs> yeah yes it's a, both albums are very international and very uh very much a unique fusion <laughs> yes yeah, i mean f- fusion is definitely uh w- one of the words that first comes to mind when when listening to astral folk but it's also one of the things i've always really liked about this project um, is the way that you bring together so many different folk traditions in a way that feels very grounded in the earth, but they're combined, they uh, combine together in a way that's otherworldly. Like there's a a very, there's a combination of these familiar sounds and these alien sounds all together in a way that creates a really unique experience for the listener. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about that idea of fusion and how, how have you, um, as uh, songwriters, as as musicians, 
how have you tried to um, marry different traditions as you've brought them together, especially when you've had players coming from different countries and different musical backgrounds? Hmm. You want to take that? Yeah, for um, yeah, for me it's because I like all kind of music. Yeah. Some sometimes I, I'm bored just playing the same thing and everything, and I like all the cultures in the world at the same time. I like history and and all that kind of thing. So, and I'm trying to play in different things every time. So, mm. for example, one day I discover a, I discover an a. a and a scale or something in the music, and I'm trying to play, and mm-hmm. and obviously I'm playing in my way. Right. So <laughs> for that reason, sometimes I play like an Arabic scales, but but sounds more, I don't know, like a rock or mm. or aliens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think that's one of the nice things about. So Kitty does most of the composing for the group. Uh, but it's nice because he usually he kind of lays it out as a template first like he comes up with the idea and then depending on who is in the band at that particular moment there's there's always room for that person to bring kind of their background and what they want to add to that song so uh you know down in mexico we had people playing on songs that were you know we had an italian player playing the clarinet who brought uh a lot of like folk song um folks from like folk songs from from Italy uh we've had um you know people from different parts of Mexico that have different mm-hmm. kind of Mexican groups that they're used to and then of course now like with the new members with Sandy and Dez it's also just like integrating the kinds of styles that they really like to play so uh you know that it's it's a really fun project because it always has kind of I mean Kitty really has this unmistakable style and uh, that he brings to his songs, but it's always transforming too, depending on like mm-hmm. what what ingredients are present. Yeah. So, um, I I want to hear a little bit from Sandy and Des about what it's been like to integrate into such a unique group. So I guess we'll go in in order of seniority here. <laughs> uh, w- and uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to start playing uh, with Astral Folk and, and how your approach has been in kind of finding the bass lines in these songs. Well, I initially started as um, a filling guitarist. <laughs> Kiri hurt his hand and couldn't play. So I uh, got a message on Facebook randomly. I didn't even really know him. <laughs> and he asked me, hey, can you uh, learn all the songs? I got a show in like two or three days. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, well, give me a second. And I thought about it, and I just realized I have to do this because I love this band. I, I found this band a few years ago, and it was a, an amazing experience live. Yeah. So I learned all the songs, and we played a few gigs, and his wow. hand got better, and <laughs> they offered me the position on bass. And I have to say, Des was one of the most impressive people I've ever seen integrate to this band. Like, he literally showed up the day after he got the Facebook message. Like, he'd already listened to all the songs wow. and, and figured out <laughs> roughly the harmonies and things. I was As soon as he walked in, I was like, oh, Kitty, this guy's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> as far That's as integrating, yeah. it's, um, it's pretty easy. I, I think it's like a, you just get into the mood of the song and it's... Mm becomes really easy really fun to just explore it yeah yeah this strikes me as a really challenging band to be a drummer in and you uh and i i don't say that because it seems like you're struggling but i mean because there's there are a lot of other rhythms that are going on just uh you know with the melodic instruments um i can imagine that tackling that project was was, uh, daunting at first absolutely um yeah i was just about to jump in because des so it was easy, and for me, it's been nothing like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's taken a, a, a lot of time and work to get these to where they are, and I'm still, like, on some of the breaks. I'm like, is this the third part or yeah. the first part where that doesn't happen? And so, yeah, no, I mean, for the most part, the music's getting tighter and tighter the more we practice. And, I mean, I've only been, what, I've been here for three months or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I'm definitely the newest one, so yeah. still getting to know, like, how we all groove together and stuff but no it's been a blast learning it and it's a continuous challenge yeah. so 
Well, and I should say there is a band member that is missing tonight. He's uh, Ruben is usually uh, we miss you, Ruben. Uh, <laughs> is usually on secondary percussion, playing congos and bongos and um, all sorts of crazy sounds. It's an sounds. entirely different sound with him too. <laughs> yeah. I would say. but he ran off yeah. to Jamaica, so um, we're just making do without him tonight. Yeah, fair enough. Well, let's get back into uh, the music. We're going to talk more uh, in a little bit, but you're listening to Astro Folk live and in Studio 2A. And don't forget, you can actually watch this performance if you head over to the KXCI Facebook page or YouTube channel. Uh, we are streaming live in both mediums. Que no quedo, que no borra Men, men, no chiste, se me estón Pero que no borra Men, men, no chiste, se me estón Borra Berlín Borra Berlín Aunque no quedo, que no borra Men, men, no chiste, se me estón Pero quedo, que no borra
You're listening to Locals Only here, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. My name's Matt, live in Studio 2A with Astral Folk, and uh, they have, in the not too uh, distant past, relocated to Tucson. I'm very happy to have them back in town. And I want to talk a little bit more about the project of kind of reconstituting a, a new um, a new uh, membership and new identity when you when you come back and and I, I'm curious Kitty and, and Laurel did you have a sense when you came back to Tucson and you were starting the task of trying to figure out yeah new players to 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 round out the band did you have a sense for what your vision was for you know what kinds of players you wanted to bring in or mm-hmm. uh is it a more organic process of just seeing kind of who the universe presents to you <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's more organic uh-huh. almost all the time yeah because sometimes we i think they i don't know because we don't we don't need the the i can explain it <laughs> yes yeah okay what is it? I, well i don't know if i'm gonna read your <laughs> mind or not but uh, <laughs> what i was gonna say is that um that was, the the important thing about this project is not necessarily finding the yeah. best musicians but finding the musicians that get it and that mm. feel it um so you know we definitely put feelers out well and by we i mean kitty <laughs> uh and it can be it can be challenging in tucson you know like uh i really think tucson's kind of uh, even though there's a lot of music going on there's uh, you know it's not necessarily a profession here that's well paid until you get really kind of high up in the world and so it can be a lot to ask people that have mm. day jobs and that on top of it they have to come to multiple rehearsals and kind of work really hard at getting to know the songs because you know the songs don't always well most of the time they don't follow kind of your typical uh structure for 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 music right so mm-hmm. um oftentimes it's really about like who's going to show up and really feel that project and um and integrate and we've been lucky that over the last you know six months year we've had you know all these great musicians kind of come into the fold here that very much uh get it and feel it and and that makes for a good band i don't know yeah. if that yeah, yeah, is that what you were gonna say Mind reading successful. Kitty, Kitty and I have been together for 12 years, so we <laughs> know almost each other. 30. Yeah, 30. almost 13. Yeah. Um, Laura, I'm curious about the electric cello. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming the first time that you picked up a cello it was a traditional acoustic cello. Indeed. When you made the switch to the electric cello, first and foremost, I want to know uh, whether it was informed in part by a nomadic existence of having an easier instrument to travel with. That's what <laughs> yes. I figured. But once we, once you uh, made that practical decision, how has your relationship to the instrument changed mm. given that obviously it has, you know, different uh, capabilities, limitations, strengths, weaknesses. It's a different instrument for all it intents and different. purposes. So how have you changed your playing as yeah. a result? Uh, well, I will say the the initial reason why I was like, okay, I have to get an electric cello was the last time I traveled internationally with my acoustic cello, which I love dearly. Uh, it went through, you know, the luggage underneath um, in the airport. And when it came out, literally just one of the clasps on the, on the whole case was closed. So the whole cello was about oh. to fall out. And I just, it was like <laughs> seeing a child, you know, like without, without a seatbelt or something. It was just, it was like a really traumatic experience. I was like, okay, never again and uh so I, got, I looked into getting the electric cello for when we were traveling back to mexico and at first i hated it so uh for those people at home that are just listening and not seeing that the cello that i have uh it sits on a tripod and so it, it there's no mobility to it like the the acoustic cello has this really nice relationship between the player and the body of the cello where you're literally cradling this instrument and so you get to feel the vibrations Mm. against your body um it's a very uh kind of physical orientation so like on the acoustic cello i can play with my eyes closed really easily because i'm very physically oriented to where i am whereas this you know it just has the fingerboard all the way down it doesn't have a body so um and it actually all of the notes are marked 
um, with visual cues with dots and those are really necessary because there's no other physical cues for um, like it doesn't even though the neck the fingerboard gets a little wider as you go down I, I at least can't perceive that so at first I really um, hated that I missed that physical contact but the benefits of it, besides kind of the obvious um, mobility of it, is that it actually, because you don't have the acoustic body in the way, it opens it up. So um, I've been able to do a lot more exploring in the higher registers of the cello, something mm. that on an acoustic cello, you have to be really skilled to be able to kind of reach around the body of the instrument and know exactly what notes you're hitting, whereas now... I can see, right? I can see exactly, oh, that's that high G I'm going for or whatever. I mean, I still miss it from time to time, right? Um, especially if the lights are low and I can't really see very well. Um, but those would be kind of the main the main benefits, yeah. Uh, Kitty, since you've uh, come back to Tucson, have you been writing? Uh, yes, yeah. Have you? Yeah, I have a, well, we ha I have a few new songs. Do you find that you your approach to writing songs or, or the results um, is different depending on where you are in the world, or do you, is your process the same? Uh, uh, I think for me the process sometimes every time change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I um, start with the music, and sometimes I start with the lyrics mm -hmm. or with some melodies or with a scale or something, mm -hmm. and. But for me, it's the same in, in every place, mm. yeah, because all the time is changing, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, it feels different here than Mexico and in other places, yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you the find that... It's different, yeah. Uh, the topics that you, that, that, uh, that you write about, do you, f do you find that those tend to come in some ways from the place that you are, um, or... or uh, do you find that you're interested in the same themes and topics regardless of, of where you are physically? Uh, I think the topics or the idea of a song is is the is the thing that I'm feeling in, in this moment, mm. depending on the place or depending on the, the moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, for that reason, sometimes the topic changes and yeah. changes, I think. But we should say, too, that Kitty doesn't typically uh, write songs with words. So uh, he's using his voice more as an instrument. And mm. I don't know if you want to explain why it is that you don't write with lyrics, because you kind of abandon using words in your songs for the most part. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm start to doing that because I'm, I'm tired just to listen the same things and the radio and the TV yeah. and everything and and I don't want to tell the people what they want to think what uh -huh. they need to think or what they uh, or why or what are their feelings or yeah. so I'm just saying and the people can decide where yeah. what they feel and where they what I'm singing or something like that do you when when you're writing in that way do you have in your head a notion of what you're trying to express with the sounds that you're making, or do you view it as a more abstract uh, medium? As the most of the songs are more abstract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but sometimes I'm I'm, I'm feeling uh, an, a specific thing and yeah. I'm composing yeah. about that thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. Well, I, you have one of my favorite voices of uh, of any. Um, uh, musician that I've had on the show in uh, in the nine years uh, that I've been doing this, and it's really a pleasure to have you back. And, and I think that it's it's a remarkable thing that you have such a unique instrument and that you use it in a unique way and are not you know confined to um, to uh, singing in the way that that most other singers approach it. So. Um, it's it's an honor to have you back, and we're very happy that you're back in Tucson. Um, if people want to hear the new album, what's the best way for them to do that? Okay, the new album you can download in, in iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, or City and it, Baby, and you can. Well. Do you just search Astral Folk for on those sites? Is that yeah. how you find it? Yeah. So it's A Z T R A L Folk. Yeah. yeah. And what's the name of the newest album? Uh, La Casa de los Nueve Patios. 
the house of the nine patios. And that's uh, in dedication to our friend uh, yeah. Tom, who recorded the album, who uh, up until recently had this very magical house and studio with mm. uh, nine patios on it. It's <laughs> like a magical tree house. Well, we've got time to uh, squeeze in a couple more songs here. So um, you're listening to Astral Folk here live in Studio 2A. And uh, if you want to catch our the last couple songs uh, via video as well, don't forget you can head over to the KXCI Facebook page or YouTube channel. And uh, I'll let them take it away.
Marigorda.